You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at ESPN Wisconsin. Joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of Brew Hoop, Frank Madden. Well, Frank, stuff happened. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure any of it was particularly fun to watch, uh, but, but stuff happened. Uh, the Bucks now know where they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be playing the Boston Celtics. They... Uh, tie with the Miami Heat at 44 and 38 for sixth in the East uh, with the tiebreaker. The Heat take that, uh, so they are the sixth seed and get the Philadelphia 76ers. The Bucks instead get the Boston Celtics, uh, and there will be a draft lottery. I don't even know what to call it because it's ping pong balls, but it's just a 50 50 chance between the Heat and the Bucks uh, for who will get the 16th pick and who will get the 17th pick if the bucks lose that and get the 17th pick uh they will get to keep their pick if they win uh that lottery drawing they will lose their pick this year um to be clear the protections for the pick continue years on um and they will lose a first round pick at some point it'll just be whether or not it is this year so that is everything that we know um i suppose we will start with the basketball game if you want to call it that that we watched tonight uh bucks lose 130 to 95 to the philadelphia 76ers the sixers uh put up their sixth straight win the longest win streak for any team going into the playoffs thoughts on that <laughs> well i i made a joke about the last preseason game in bima Harris bradley center history uh the other day and um the bucks i i don't know if that that was maybe like a preseason finale type effort um <laughs> the other night um this was a like open scrimmage type effort uh from the bucks tonight and um, I know, I'm sure Joe Prunty wanted his team to go out and play well and win the game. I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine again that the front office may have been hoping the team would win, just if for no other reason than to lock up that pick. Um, but I can only assume the players didn't want to win and that they were willing to just. I don't know what that was. I mean, that was not a basketball effort they put out. I mean, I don't know. It was embarrassing. I, I'm, I, I get like. The, where the Bucks ended up is, you know, like we were discussing yesterday, if the Bucks end up in the seventh spot and play the, play the, face the Celtics and then can win uh, that 50-50 flip to, to keep the, or lose it technically and then keep their pick, um, that's kind of the best outcome. And we've seen sort of half of that now come true. But I, I'm just like, I, I just can't believe I just watched that that performance, to be honest. Like the Bucks have been such a frustrating team for you know, basically all season, they've given so few like good performances of late. And I don't know, it just, 
I, I don't know. I'm I'm like very down on this team after watching that. And, and again, we can say like it, they they weren't trying or you know guys were you know didn't want the six seed because they were hoping to get the seven. But I mean, it's just I mean they could have easily gotten the eight seed, right? I mean, if the Wizards had shown up and taken care of business in Orlando, yep. uh, the Bucks would not be lined up in the eight seed to play Toronto, which to me is you know the worst possible outcome. Um, and I know the players don't give a crap about like protecting picks and things like that, right? So I know none of those guys care about that. All they care about is you know the the kind of playoffs you know that are right around the corner. But um, yeah, I mean again, like it, it. I'm 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 just I was watch as I was watching the other results because the Bucks game ended first. Um, I, I had a hard time even caring <laughs> what was going on with the other games. I mean, I, I watched. Um, you know the end of the the Nuggets Wolves game, which was great. Um, the the Wolves ending their uh, long postseason postseason uh, drought uh, for the first time in 13 years, going to the playoffs uh, with an overtime win. And you know the, the Raptors played their guys. You know Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, all those guys were playing in the in the fourth quarter in overtime. They end up losing to the Heat, uh, which was obviously um, you know important because if Miami doesn't win, then the Bucks stick stick there in, in six and then they have to go and they would have had to go and play the sixers in the playoffs 35 yeah which would have been pretty funny to watch the bucks like then have to flip the switch and act like oh now we're going to start carrying and you know beat a team that's won 16 straight including just murdering us in in the last game of the season so um so yeah i mean the bucks played with fire tonight i again i i mean i don't think they're as bad as we saw tonight i mean just the level of effort defensively it was just completely shockingly horrible i mean guys literally just getting out of the way when guys were driving no no interest in you know covering guys on the three-point arc and the sixers obviously were hitting a bunch of shots as well but um you know i mean that was just i mean they just looked like a bunch of losers (laughs) to me like i was just like jesus these guys have no pride um and and again i mean you know if uh if it's going to get them a, a more favorable playoff matchup and they have a chance to win this playoff series i mean absolutely right they have a much yeah. better chance of beating the celtics than i think you know the sixers or um or the Cavs or the raptors um but certainly watching them not just tonight but just of late i mean <laughs> i mean we, we can get into a moment but like i mean i don't know i have a hard time feeling very confident that they can even beat a celtics team that's obviously very depleted with injuries i am shocked how differently we feel right now i I guess maybe it was because I was watching all those other things and thinking about all those other things. But I mean, I, I just think in the NBA, if there's even a sliver of you that's thinking about maybe it'd be better if we lose this game, that's what you're going to get. Like you have to be focused in the NBA and you have to be 100% ready to go and you have to be giving 100% effort. Otherwise you're going to look like crap. Um, and I think whether or not, they were all thinking about it, talking about it, anything like that. Like I just think in their head there was at least some doubt in their mind whether or not they should win that game because they won the Celtics. And, I mean, I feel like that's what happens. Like On one side, you saw a Sixers team that said, yeah, we definitely want the third seed. Like We are definitely going to go out and get that uh, because, I mean, it could end up being important for them. Like If they win and uh, then all of a sudden you see the – in the end, you see the Cavs run the table, and it ends up being 
three four at the end of uh of the eastern conference finals well then they have home court so i i thought it you you could see the difference between one team that really cared and really wanted to get their job done and a team that wasn't a hundred percent sure they wanted to get the job done or maybe even what their job was um and, and i don't know like it it was just a, a spot where i mean i don't i didn't find it all that all that surprising i didn't think um and i mean i mean how many teams had mixed incentives tonight i mean a lot of teams it's not like the bucks were the only team that had like maybe an incentive you know to go for for that spot right well the heat and wizards both definitely wanted to win right i i just man i i just don't because I, I don't know if there was that many mixed incentives like they definitely wanted to win I think in the Western Conference, maybe there's some of those, but like, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I just found myself not all that. I mean, I guess anytime you lose on national TV by 35, it looks awful. Like, don't get me wrong, it looks terrible, but I mean, I I didn't feel all that that strongly about it. I didn't think. Yeah, I was I was just so depressed. I, I honestly like. I mean, my dad decided not to get season ticket or not to get playoff tickets for the first time ever you know, like a few weeks ago. And, and I was kind of interested because when that happened, I was like, oh, well, and, and this was before the Kyrie um, out for the season stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that might be ri- a little risky. Um, and then I was just kind of like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But honestly, it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not flying back for, for a playoff game this year. Like, I just I just don't. I don't know. I'm just, again, like, I, I, I try not to get too up or down on this team. But, um, and, and again, like, I, they have as good a chance to win a first round series this year as I don't know. I'm mean, so confused right now. I, I just you I'm have just, thrown I'm, me, Frank. You have totally thrown me. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm not like done with this team or something like that. But it sounds like you're damn close. I, I just I don't know. That was just I was just so sorry. I mean, this team like hasn't played defense I don't know in months, and so I guess like we should just expect them to kind of do similar stuff to what they did yeah in, that's in what game. that's but, why i'm kind of surprised um, like the defense has been bad for a while yeah but i mean this was like just i mean literally like i mean literally just letting guys <laughs> like no, i'm not like denying of the, any of that like i'm just i i'm surprised how affected by it you are yeah i don't know i'm just uh, I, I don't know because i think that the bucks are also one of these teams that tries to like bullshit with you with like oh we like to play the game the right way and you know prunty was saying oh we're focused on winning the game like i think i think velasquez matt velasquez asked him about like oh are you guys gonna have somebody you know watching the scores the other game and you know like oh like he seemed shocked that that would even be raised you know that their focus Mm -hmm. is entirely on winning the game and it's like you know the front office and and coaching staff presumably thought that their players were going to care because they actually played Giannis. they played everybody right like nobody was rested um Giannis was playing in the third quarter when they're down 35 40 points right i mean can you imagine if he like tweaks his ankle again, like in the third quarter. I don't know I mean, if you can tweak an ankle playing that soft and not carrying that much. Like, well, I mean, he kept driving to the hoop, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, man, it, it just, this, it I'm, just I'm the, thrown it, right now, Frank. I'm totally. Yeah, thrown. I mean, they've. I mean, the Bucks have been like leaving bad tastes in our mouths like all year, and um, this just felt like you know the, I don't know, just kind of fitting that 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 when in doubt, right? Like when in doubt just suck <laughs> and, and i don't know we will see i mean again i'm not like i'm definitely going to rule out uh, a, a playoff win because i think that's actually possible and you can certainly argue um 
you know that 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 obviously losing increased the likelihood that they could win a playoff series right even though yes if, if they if you know if if Washington had beaten a terrible magic team then then the bucks would be playing the raptors which sure. is even worse than than anything to me so um so yeah I, I don't know i'm just like i don't know I, again like I, i'm just and also like i i wanted to keep the pick and the bucks now are you know it's yeah. a 50 50 it's it's not a literal coin flip but it's you know the ping pong ball bounce will depend will decide if they uh if they keep their pick or not so um so yeah it's i just i don't know it was a it, it was a turnoff game for me yeah i just wow I just feel like you've been through so much terrible basketball and so much disappointment at this point that I, this might be the most distraught I've ever heard you on this podcast. I'm not even distraught. I'm just like indifferent. I'm just like I'm showing the level of interest at the Buck Show tonight. Ooh, like, I, I don't, don't know. You know. Your voice does not carry that disinterest. All no, that, all I mean, well. I, well, when they lose, like in like agonizing fashion, like I get like angry and frustrated. Like tonight, I was just like, wow, they just, they just, they just <laughs> didn't didn't care at all and. So I'm just like I don't know. Like as I was watching the results come in, I was like, "It's like, do I kind of want them to? Do I want them to finish like six? Because then they would keep the pick, and you know, then the irony of having to then play the Sixers, who would like certainly like kill them even without Embiid. Yeah. Um, I think that would probably be a, you know, an ironic shot across the bow to you know basically the franchise to lose to Philly, obviously who everybody's been you know looking down on for for the last few years. Um, and then I was like, well. And I mean, I mean, it, the interesting thing. I mean, the 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 Cavs, the Cavs are probably the most interesting team. The, actually, the Cavs are probably the most interesting team. But they just literally played LeBron like you know ten minutes, yeah. got him at ten points, and then sat him down. So, I mean, I thought that was very interesting that they strategically Game gave care. up yeah. in a game that um, you know they they theoretically could have mattered, right? Um, yep. And and I guess it you know it it really didn't. Um, but I thought that was was kind of interesting, and uh, and it probably doesn't say a lot about the Cavs' depth that you know they could get killed at home by a, a, a team. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, and then it was like, man, you know, you're really threading the needle to try to get to seven, right? Because again, Washington should have won, the Heat should have won. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. The Heat probably shouldn't have won. If Correct. anything, it the Wizards should have yeah. won, and the Heat should have lost because the Raptors actually were playing their guys and. You know, they seem to be really intent on going for for sixty wins. They so. got one of their guys hurt. Like they got Fred Van Vliet hurt because of it. That's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 man. Okay. Um, I'm trying. No, to I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm going to watch the the. Obviously, I'm going to like watch all the games here. I'm I'm going to be rooting for the Bucks to win the first round series. But I think it also just sort of like sets up sort of a like it sets up sort of like per, per, we're like kind of a weirdly perverse incentive thing, right? Like the Bucks could actually win this playoff series and. I don't know. Like, I feel that would really, it would really put a shine on the season that would be undeserved in a lot of ways. You know, it's like if they beat basically a Celtics team that you know is like probably should be like a seven or eight seed themselves based on the talent currently on the roster. Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. I'm, I, I mean, has a seven seed ever played a wor- like a, a less talented two seed? I don't. I, no. I can't imagine. Right. I mean, the, I mean the Celtics. I, I would argue the Celtics really aren't that talented to begin with once Hayward went down and then to lose Kyrie and you know smart spin out and you know they've obviously had some other kind of role play I mean like not that Daniel Tice is like the uh, you know some sort of huge <laughs> player but you know you pile on kind of like one guy after another yeah. I mean it, it's obviously hurts them that you know all these guys who had fit together really well been part of a really successful system um, end up you know 
being being out of it. So, so I guess uh, that brings me to an, a question that, as I hear you talk about that, I'm interested in. Is it a bad thing to put a shine on this crappy season? Like, Jason Kidd's been fired. They're going to get a new coach. Right. Yeah, I'm not worried about like, oh, Joe Prunty wins a playoff series. They're gonna they're gonna keep it. Yeah, I mean, we know that that's not going to happen, right? Especially given the Celtics situation. Man, I, I'm like, I'm just lost right now. I don't even know where to go. Okay, so Bucks lose tonight. Um, Giannis looked terrible um, from from the get go. One for five to start the game. I think two or three turnovers in the first quarter. Um, some terrible turnovers in the second half as well. Chris Middleton started off one for five. He plays just 16 minutes tonight. Um, really, Sterling Brown led the team in minutes tonight at 33. Uh, Brennan Jennings was your plus-minus leader at uh, minus four. Uh, oh, okay. On a, on a, on a, on a, let's see. So he's minus four in plus minus on a three for 12 night. Uh, seven points, five assists for him. Eric Bledsoe, minus four as well. Six points, three assists for him. He only plays 11 minutes. So I, I'm, I do wonder if the, if the Bucks give more of a crap to start the first quarter, how much those guys play. Uh, because, I mean, right off the bat, Sarch is getting wide open threes in transition because no one decided to cover him, um, which I would advise against. I definitely think you should cover him in transition. Um, and it, it was, I mean, I thought it was pretty clear from the first five minutes that this Bucks team was not interested in this game at all. And I do wonder if, if that first quarter goes better, like do they actually try to win this one or was the plan going in to play guys like Giannis 22 minutes, Chris 16 Bledsoe just 11, because uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that should have been the way you go as, as we've talked about, like, I think both of us think it would be best to have the, the pick this year and, the one way to guarantee that would have been to win this game. And I mean, I think there's a fair argument that even if the Bucks do win, uh, or even if the Bucks do play hard, is there any chance of them winning this game? And well, probably not with the way that the Sixers are playing, but still at the, at the same moment, I, I am, I'm very curious what would have happened if that first quarter goes differently. Um, and just kind of a, a like you said i mean it's a weird night um but not one that i guess i'm all that shocked by like just thinking about uh this bucks team and hearing some of them mention the celtics and stuff like that in the last couple of weeks that i could see them hoping uh to have the seventh seed so um i guess jabari parker leads the bucks in scoring tonight 25 points five rebounds nine to 15 shooting um the this game was played in a very Jabari, Jabari Parker fashion, um, as no one on the roster really cared. So it, it didn't even stand out that Jabari didn't seem to care much tonight. Uh, but he gets an easy twenty five. Uh, I guess the the one positive I would say out of this is uh, you get eighteen minutes for Brogdon. Obviously, that's not like ramped up or anything. But three of five from three, uh, he has thirteen points, two assists, two rebounds, and again, I, I don't think you can take anything from this game. But just the fact that he was able to get out there and get some more run. Uh, Delhi plays for 10 minutes. I would assume if, with as bad as this game went, if 10 minutes was all that they could get him, that I I would assume that's probably close to 
to where he's at um, as far as what he has. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on in the next couple of days as the Bucks get ready for this playoff series. Um, any other thoughts about this game tonight? Um, I guess, and I'll pose that specifically with Brogdon and Delhi is, is those two returning is something that, I mean, I think is, is quite important for this Bucks team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I thought there were, uh, there were two positives from this game. One, Brogdon actually like looked comfortable, made made jump shots. Yeah. Um, and again, like we we were we were talking about that the other night. I mean, if Brogdon's jump shot like he doesn't have his legs, you know, if he's mm-hmm. off, then he becomes a lot less useful to you as as you know a piece going into the playoffs. So again, whether this was you know just kind of a random thing or or whether you know he, this is indicative of him feeling pretty good. Um, hopefully it's the latter because uh, certainly hitting three out of five threes including I think one of them was off the dribble and you know 13 points on 10 shots you know that that's obviously a, a positive sign for a guy that certainly didn't look comfortable the other night when he came back and um, as for Delhi, I mean I, yeah I mean tough to say right yeah um, I mean Delhi is kind of one of those guys night to night um, you know a lot of nights he's not helping you at all um, and if he's not 100 percent I you know I, I would rather have him not play basketball probably um i would want you know bledsoe and and brogdon really soak up all the point guard minutes and you know again if both those guys play 30 plus minutes and you're naturally going to have overlap where they're both playing at the same time and you know again like you know do you even need to shoehorn daily minutes in there i mean i don't think you do but certainly uh, jason kidd did seem to prefer doing that. Joe, Joe Prunty obviously didn't didn't really coach Delhi much yeah. uh, after the firing, just because Delhi got hurt. I think uh, within maybe ten days of of the the firing of Jason Kidd. So, um, so yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see kind of like what what the playoff rotation looks like because obviously that's been something that you know there's been very little stability of late in terms of how all that stuff gets balanced out. Um, and and certainly you know as we think about the Celtics, you know, is are there better matchups better worse matchups you know I, I don't know if you really let sort of the the Celtics personnel dictate a whole lot in that regard um you know I think certainly you know you don't need to play particularly big um I don't think um given that again I think I think they've been playing um less of the kind of big lineups with Horford and Baines I want to say than maybe they did early in the season just because they don't have Tice who was another big guy um and so they have just you know again a, a bit less depth there but um, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, no, nobody on that roster is is really scary. You know, they obviously have some talent with Tatum and Brown in particular, but um, you know, I don't think that's really changing a whole lot. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, getting getting all these bodies back here right before the playoffs is is both a plus and also, you know, creates some uncertainty because you know, not the Bucks really had a good thing go a good thing going or anything like that. But you know, now it's like, you know, all right, well, does does Tony Snell play 15 minutes or 30 minutes? Like, how do you mm-hmm. tell who's going to be the guys that you're going to go to down the stretch? And, um, you know, you hope that if Brogdon's healthy, that he's going to be one of those guys. But, you know, again, he's coming back from an injury, right? And, and so how long you, you can stretch him out is a question. And, you know, he'll he'll enter the playoffs having not played more than 18 minutes in a game in two months. So, um, so anyway, we'll see. But obviously, I think the main thing is for Brogdon, um, you know, look, him looking a little bit more like normal. And then um, Jabari Parker, took more than two free throws for the first time since February 27th. Woo. It's nice. Uh, six of eight from the line, 25 points, you know, again, like pretty much garbage time type type stuff, which I mean, it, it was garbage time, basically five minutes into the game. But, um, you know, again, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you take a whole lot from, from that performance from Jabari, but, um, you know, it was pretty much kind of, kind of what we've seen from him overall. And, um, you know, again, uh, we've, we've had a lot of burn the videotapes type moments with the bucks this year. And, and certainly, 
uh, this this will be another one. Yeah, uh, and I think I think what you brought up there is really interesting to me because when you look at the at the rotation for this Bucks team, there's just uh, I think quite a bit more uncertainty than you'd want in this moment. I, I think you you'd really wish that you kind of knew what you're getting out of all of those guys that you mentioned uh, because uh, I think you're you'll see Giannis's minutes bumped up to about 40 a night Middleton's probably bumped up to 40 a night as well I, I think those two tend to go lock and step so um, I would assume both of those guys go up to 40 uh, so then that means what you have eight minutes you need to figure out a power forward and eight minutes that you need to figure out at small forward uh and I guess maybe you can bump some of those to center and go small and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's not a, a ton of minutes there for Jabari Parker um, unless you're really shifting Middleton down to shooting guard some, which would be fine um, to kind of maybe get rid of some of the Tony Snell minutes. And then you, with Tony Snell, how much how many minutes do you need to get him? How does Brogdon fit in? Is he playing more backup point guard? Is, is Bledsoe going up to... 35 minutes and then you only need 13 minutes out of uh, out of a point guard like I, i'm this this did not help me in any way understand what their playoff rotations may look like and i don't know if we have a a really good feel for kind of how that will go because uh last year you saw jason kidd lean away from tony snell in the st- second half of games and lean into matthew delvadova and I don't know that you would necessarily see that this year. Maybe you would see that with Brogdon instead of Delhi, uh, since Bledsoe is now here uh, at, at the point guard spot. So I think there's just a, a ton of questions and certainly no answers to be found on, on the tape from tonight's game. So I think it'll be... Man, I, I know Dean and I are going to try to preview this series tomorrow, but I have I have little idea of what the bucks could what the bucks could look like so it's going to be it's going to be tough to try to figure out heading into the playoffs um where do you want to go from here frank um do you want to talk a little bit about this celtics matchup and and kind of how all that works or what do you want to do here uh yeah sure i mean um you know again i don't know if you had any i mean (laughs) I was just sort of thinking about it. I mean, I feel like there are only like two possible outcomes. Um, Celtics in four or Bucks in six. And, and it's because I just like don't know, you know, again, it's like if the Bucks are are like come out and, and sort of, and again, not that they're going to like, I don't expect the Bucks are ever going to be like, you know, play up to their full potential necessarily, yeah. but um, they they don't, I don't think need to, to, to beat the Celtics either. I think if they're just a pretty good version of themselves, and especially if I think they can, you know, score at a high rate the way they have. You know, really, the last couple of games have been sort of the kind of the only real bad offensive games we've seen for a while from the Bucks. Yep. Um, if they can score at a high rate um, and you know play in transition and do kinds of the things that the the Bucks have obviously done well uh, for most of the year, um, then I think that really does put a lot of pressure on the Celtics because again, like, I mean, they weren't a good offense even before Kyrie got hurt and. Um, you know, it's just a lack of weapons that, you know, forces, you know, guys like Terry Rozier to have to take a ton of shots. And, you know, I think Tatum is a guy who I think could, can step up and actually give you, um, you know, uh, a good, you know, big playoff series. Like I'm, I think Jason Tatum or, or even Brown for that matter, I think both of those guys could give you, you know, a 20 point per game series. Right. Um, I think they're talented enough for that. And especially given the way the Bucks um, can be disorganized and just, you know, <laughs> prone to breakdowns, like 
they they certainly could could go off. Um, but uh, again, I think uh, you know you look at this team. I think um, one of the interesting things I think we'll see is you know Al Horford. Um, he played some very good defense, especially in the second game in the Mecca uh, against Giannis. But by the same token, it's like, I mean, Giannis had 37 in the first game between these teams. He had a 40-point game in the other game in Boston. Um, you know, it, it's not like the Celtics have really at any point, like, stopped Giannis in, in mm-hmm. any games. He scored 28, 29, 37, and I think, what, 40 or 41 um, in that last game. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, one of the – one of the things that makes me a little nervous, I, I've talked about obviously Bledsoe needing to be the better point guard, um, needing to outplay Terry, Terry Rozier. You know, I mean, if Terry Rozier has a great series, and we talk about Terry Rozier all the time, and not about Eric Bledsoe, that's a very bad sign. Um, Chris Middleton, I think, has to be better than previous pl- iterations of playoffs. Chris Middleton, um, and then you know the big question, you know, Giannis. I mean, Giannis needs to be the best player in the series. He is on paper. You expect him to be the best player on in the series, um, but you know, again, like. He looked rusty tonight. He didn't play the previous two games. Obviously, he's had the ankle injury. You hope that the time off did help a bit with, you know, if he had, you know if any kind of the lingering knee soreness issues he's had um, were were cropping up. So um, again, he came through big last year in the playoffs, and you just have to hope that he kind of rises to the occasion again. And um, I think certainly they have some interesting guys to throw at him with Horford in particular, given Horford's size and the fact that you know I, I, I don't know. I'm just like having visions of like Giannis sort of like trying to get the ball in the post, not being able to like drive in ISOs, not being able to bang in ISOs and just settling for like tons of fadeaway jump shots, which are like the bane of my existence, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, right? And I think that's obviously, again, why why you need to be able to get out in transition and, and have Giannis be able to play more in space. Because if, certainly if the Celtics can turn this into, you know, a grind-out, half-court type game, not that, they're good, not that they're good at scoring in that scenario either, <laughs> Um, but it at least takes away kind of the the aspects of the game where the Bucks can excel. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to, to watch. And I think I said I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I forgot about Greg Monroe. I think Baines and Horford have still been starting together, um, and they've been bringing Monroe off the bench, and he's actually been giving them some minutes. So, um, I think that's obviously another kind of interesting subplot. You know, Monroe is the kind of you know I'm, I'm sure Greg's gonna have plenty plenty of motivation to uh, put it to the Bucks, and obviously he. <laughs> He did that a fair bit, especially when he was on the Suns. I mean, he had a couple big games with the Suns against yep. the Bucks, um, and obviously with the Bucks' lack of size inside, I mean, they are certainly ripe for getting pushed around down low. And um, you know, again, for the for a Celtics team without the talent that they have that they normally have, I mean, that's going to be a good option for them on a lot of possessions and in a lot of units going through Greg Monroe. And um, I'm sure uh, Greg would would not mind putting on his his former team um, in you know his second playoff series. I gotta say, I'm a little bit surprised that you you could imagine this as a sweep because I just don't know if I can imagine a Giannis team getting swept in the playoffs. Like, there's just gonna be one really good one, right? Like, he's he's too good to not at least force a gentleman sweep. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, you would you would hope so, but it's just you know, again, like we haven't really seen him. I mean, we haven't seen. I mean, he played really poorly against uh the against the Nets. Then he sat out two games. Then he was really bad against the Sixers. You know, hopefully, again, like you're getting another series of days off here. Again, it sounds like if Sunday is the first game, um, that means you're getting another three days off um, before you have to play. So that's obviously a plus in theory. But I'm not uh, worried in any way. Like, what about Giannis? Yeah. Like, I don't have any concerns about ankles or rust or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's been a concern the last two weeks. So, I mean, I, again, I, I think obviously you. 
I mean, it's an interesting situation because last year they weren't expected to win, right? I mean, there yeah. was no there was no expectation that the Bucks were going to to beat the the Raptors. Um, and this year, again, remind me, Eric, how have the Bucks fared in your lifetime when there are any expectations that they're going to do something positive? Not great. Not great. So. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a very weird situation. Obviously, it's not like they're. I like. You know, I feel like the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks could suck, but Giannis. Like, I just don't have any concerns about him in the playoffs. Like, I'm fully expecting 40 minutes of Giannis Adetokounmpo every night to be awesome. I hope so. Um, Man, they got you shook, Frank. You are shook. You're yeah, you're the know. biggest Giannis stand I know. Well, I know, but I mean, I'm. I, I well, I'll say this though. I'm. I mean, I can be. I mean, people who follow me on Twitter. I mean, I. I point out Giannis's failures a lot more than I'd say most people I mean I'm not saying that you don't I'm just saying uh, that there's not typically a lot of failures to point out like Giannis is uh, one of the five best players in the league well yeah but I mean like you know uh, again like well I'm not going to go through the laundry list of crap that annoys me about Giannis's game and stuff like that but um but yeah I mean I, I mean it's sort of like we've had kind of the and I don't think not, not that we're like exiting the Giannis honeymoon period but I think if he can't be, you know, if he can't lead the Celtic or lead the Bucks past the Celtics, I think it's an interesting sort of test of like the perception of Giannis. Like this is a golden opportunity to win a playoff series and get kind of that that get over that hump, you know, which is a pretty big one, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I mean, there's still a number of like really, I mean, Anthony Davis being kind of the most obvious one, sort of really good players who have not gotten out of the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, that's obviously a big one, a big hurdle to, to get past if you're, you know, a young up and coming player to get that experience of actually closing out a team in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's a really golden opportunity, especially given the Bucks, you know, obviously weren't good enough to get, a, you know, just a legitimately bad team. <laughs> like they weren't, yeah. it's not like they're a playoff, to, you know, a, a home court team. Um, so the fact that you get to play, a, you know, a decimated team that effectively is like a worse team talent wise, but, you know, again, they obviously have home court. Um, it's you know again it's kind of those things where I don't you know again I don't I'm I'm gonna be very curious what sort of the kind of Vegas you know sort of lines are on this series mm-hmm. because again I mean we know which team is more talented but we also know that the Celtics have been better without Kyrie than the Bucks have been all season um, and and obviously you know there's there's questions about how maybe sustainable that is you know in 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 the playoffs you know can you can you muster up enough offense given the lack of weapons that that they have. Um, but we'll, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, afraid, I'm not worried about Giannis for like being bad, but it's just like, you really need like transcendent Giannis, I think in this series to, to win, I think, which again, like is po- it's certainly possible, but I don't know. I mean, I just don't want to take it for granted, especially because it feels like we haven't seen that for the last, you know, couple weeks, two, three weeks. Uh, okay. Well, what's your what's your expectation? I mean, it sounds like you think the Bucks are going to win the series. I don't think they're going to win the series, but I don't have any concerns about Giannis being awesome. Like it, that, like that's just such a strange. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, after watching him last year in the playoffs, like it just feels like he kind of understands the moment. And of all the Bucks that I feel have failed in living up to their expectations on this season. Giannis ain't around. Like he's not on that list. He's not. I don't think he's anywhere close to that list. And I don't know. Like it just. I think I'm generally excited to go into the playoffs. I think watching playoff basketball and having a 
the team that I'm covering in the playoffs is generally a good thing, um, no matter how disappointing that they've been this year. And I, I don't know, like it, it, I'm just excited to see it again. Like Giannis tends to to lift his game up in those moments and tends to be great in those moments. And in a Bucks team that's able to play Giannis for 40 minutes and uh, get Brandon Jennings and Thon Maker and all these other players out of the rotation, like that, that seems like a, a team that I could get behind and and enjoy actually watching them play like there's no doubt that they're still going to be bad defensively um but i think offensively they're still going to do a good job the celtics team is is like you said decimated by injury and uh just kind of like looking at them since since Kyrie went down they've won a bunch of games but they don't shoot as many threes as they used to. Like their three point rate has gone down uh, on, with without Kyrie, and they're not jacking it up like that. And I, I just kind of think back to last year's series against the Raptors, where the Raptors weren't jacking it up either. And I, I, to me, when I think about teams that I I'm really going to fear in the playoffs, like one, they should have the best player in the series, and the Celtics definitely don't have that. And on top of that, from a Bucks specific perspective, like they should also shoot a ton of threes in this Celtics team. And Brad Stevens will scheme up a bunch of great looks, but this Celtics team isn't shooting threes at the same rate as they they did before uh, the All Star break. I think pre All Star break they're fifth or sixth in three point attempt rate, and uh, after the All Star break they've been in like the fifteen range. Like that to me is is the type of team that the Bucks might be able to surprise. So uh, I just I couldn't I just can't imagine a world where the Bucks get swept. Like I just think Giannis is too good for that. That even if it's only for one game, like all world, all galaxy Giannis will show up and keep the Bucks from getting swept. And again, maybe that's a low bar, but just hearing you mentioned the Bucks getting swept, like just kind of threw me. So what's your, uh, what's your prediction? <sighs> I think the Bucks lose in <sighs> six yeah bucks losing six yeah we'll see i mean again it's like kind of frustrating that we even are have to predict that we feel compelled to predict that the bucks are going to lose this series given the circumstances um but i feel like it's on brand hashtag never trust the bucks um (laughs) so so we'll see i will be very curious again to see kind of oh you're gonna be gone tomorrow i need a prediction frank um yeah i mean i feel like i definitely have to pick the celtics um yeah, Celtics and six probably seems reasonable. It's like you know the Bucks sort of like it feels very Bucks that you would get a home game mm-hmm. that you need to win and you lay an egg. <laughs> you know, I mean, yep. I mean the 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 Bulls loss being kind of like you know Exhibit A, um, and obviously much better performance last year against Toronto um, with that comeback. But uh, but yeah, just again like at some point you'd hope the Bucks get over the hump of you know, being able to rise to that moment. Um, yeah. And historically the Bucks just have not done that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, hopefully this is a series where they do that. Um, I think if they win, it's probably going to have to be in six games though. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. You know, I think, and again, so I think our, our dream scenario we talked about of 
Brandon Jennings dribbling out a playoff series win uh, as Buxton's sixth chance rained down on uh, <laughs> rained down on the court is uh, is in play. Certainly much more than than we would have expected. Um, so so I think it'll be it'll be fun to watch if uh, if if maybe if maybe that scenario happens. Um, and then I guess and I guess so. Let's see. So I guess you're in the two spot. So uh, you know again. Um, if if we may be so bold, uh, if you do somehow pull off the upset, uh, you would be aligned then to the three seed, uh, which is Philadelphia. So, um, so yeah. So hopefully we'll have the, <laughs> the taste of this game out of our mouth. Yeah, um, that would be a good thing. I think that'd be good for everyone's spirit. Uh, so we'll see. That I, I we were talking about this before the podcast started. I'm not a hundred percent sure on days. Uh, the Boston Bruins are in the NHL playoffs. NHL playoffs happen at the same time as the NBA playoffs. Uh, game two for them is scheduled for Saturday, um, and I think it's scheduled for Saturday night right now. So I believe technically the Bucks and Celtics could be the first game on Saturday. Um, to like kind of kick things off like that noon game on Saturday, but ultimately it feels a little bit more likely that they'd be a Sunday game just because I think the NBA tries to avoid NBA NHL playoffs on the same day as, as much as possible um, for good reason. Obviously in the same arena, you got to make an ice change and you got to get people moved in and out and stuff. So I would assume that this first playoff game will be on Sunday um, and we'll podcast after that. Frank will be back uh, tomorrow. I have Dean in, uh, and we'll preview the series in a little bit more depth tomorrow. Uh, so we will do all of that. Uh, Frank, any other any other thoughts, messages you want to get across uh, before we we say goodbye to you until we see you again after game one? Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Friday. I don't know. I don't know if we have a time yet on the uh, yeah, drawing that happens of the lotto balls, but um, you can expect it to be on NBA TV, uh, and so we'll see. And again, the Bucks technically have to lose the 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 coin flip slash lottery ball uh thing right because if they win if they win it that means that they have a higher pick and if they have the higher pick it conveys so um if you lose if you lose the the lotto drawing you win your pick back or you keep your pick so um so that'll be the the drama of the next couple days and then um you know we can have people arguing bitterly about you know how whatever happened was actually the 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 best thing or the worst thing or whatever. <laughs> That's good. A lot a lot of days to argue. That's always yep. what Bucks Twitter needs. Um, all right, that is going to be it for us for tonight. For Frank Madden, I'm Eric Name. We will talk to you tomorrow. Well, Frank won't talk to you tomorrow. Dean and I will talk to you tomorrow for a series preview of the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. For Frank, I'm Eric. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.